everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We're talking with uh, producer and director, Peter Sullivan. And Peter, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's fun to actually get a chance to talk. Uh, we uh, we met this summer. Uh, we actually had a nice lunch together uh, with our friend Randy Carter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's great to have a one-on-one. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so what we like to do with our guests is, uh, especially your first time on the podcast, is hear a little bit about what inspired you to uh, to get into directing, producing, and in film. How did you get started? Well, um, I've had a one-track mind about film ever since I can remember. I mean, it's, it's basically been since I was a kid. I was just obsessed with it. And, you know, I think it, it just, it just, started with uh, a lot of the movies that were coming out at the time. I was a child of the 80s, so we're talking, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, you know, gambling films, uh, all of that stuff captured my my childhood imagination. And then to find out that there's actually, you know, an art behind it, a career behind it. I still remember going to the library, and I never actually purchased a copy until very recently. I, I tracked it down, but there was a, a, a children's book on the making of Star Wars. And uh, I, I must have checked that out of the library 10 times and just, just read it and read it and read it. And I was fascinated with the idea of filmmaking. And then, um, you know, learned more along the way and then decided to, to major in it in college. And then, you know, I've pursued it ever since. And um, it's just the, the, the magic of the silver screen, if you will. Yeah, I think a lot of us from the 80s uh, feel that way, whether it's Back to the Future or Princess Bride or or so many uh, kind of iconic mainstream films yeah. during that era. Yeah. Um, so you grew up, you're, we were hearing, hearing impaired and mm-hmm. you had to learn to read lips. Was that something that like film kind of helped you to be able to, in, to do that? Or was that part of the reason um, why you became interested in it or you know, it probably helped you know in terms of establishing um you know a real affinity for the visual aspect of it mm-hmm. um i'll be honest with when i was growing up you know closed captioning and that kind of stuff wasn't really widespread it was kind of a special thing you had to go like a box which my parents never did and so it wasn't really until i got to college that, that we started getting into the television had it built in and um, I remember, you know, my roommate had one of these TVs, and it was really my first time ever seeing closed captioning. And so a lot of times when I was a kid, you know, I was being, you know, I would, I would drawn in by the visual, and you know, I realized later that I was probably only hearing, you know, seventy five percent of or understanding seventy five percent of the dialogue, and and it wasn't until later that I would go back and watch these films with the captions on or or oh that's what they were saying um you know that kind of a thing because i just uh, you know that you know was a barrier uh, yeah yeah that's interesting so did you uh, study film in in school i did so i went to uh went to nyu film school um and back then i mean film schools become much more prevalent now but back then there really weren't that many of them I grew up on the East Coast, so NYU was really the closest big one at the time, that, and so I went there. And now, of course, obviously, it's proliferated and to the point where you can even study filmmaking in, in high school. 
Um, but but back then that that certainly wasn't a thing. But even in high school, I remember I got um, you know my drama club and my video club together to do a project um, that they'd never done together before, and that was sort of like a way of creating, if you will, a, a film school environment in high school. Um, yeah. But then it was film school uh, for college for sure. Oh, that's fun. So you did uh, films like with your friends growing oh, up. Sure. Yeah. My, my brother, I we, you know, once once my parents got a camcorder, the day we opened the camcorder for Christmas, my brother mm-hmm. and I would make movies. You know, mm-hmm. he would play all the parts, and so I would run the camera in one direction, and he would play a a, a character, and we'd turn the camera around, it change clothes, and be the other character, and we'd ping pong like that through the entire scene. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that you have the most credits of anyone I've ever interviewed on your IMDb. 158 produced films slash TV. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get that first job you go well, into? My first job, and this is this actually is about how I got into the TV movie world. Well, um, it was an internship. This was, again, the days really before widespread internet. So in order to get a job, you couldn't just go on the online job boards. You actually, you know, you had to find other ways. So I got a book, an actual physical book from the bookstore called How to Get a Job in the Home Television. And in the back was a list of companies looking for interns. And I, I wrote to them all. I cold called them all. One company was willing to accept me. Uh, in Los Angeles without ever having met in person. There was no Zoom back then or, or anything. We only spoke on the phone. Ended up at this company and they happened to make TV movies. And that was an internship that then turned into a job after I graduated. I went back to that TV company and worked, um, starting uh, uh, from paid intern up to uh, I did deliveries for a while in their, in their PA department and then um, worked my way up to development uh, assistant. As a result of that particular job, I met another assistant who'd gone on to another company. And I had written a spec that was set on an island. And uh, it was uh, dating myself here. Survivor had just launched the show. And it was like the first season. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if you did a slasher movie where the characters on an island doing this reality show and everything was sold off one by one. And so based on that, um, other companies own property on an island, they were looking to make movies. And they were like, you don't happen to have a script set on an island. And I'm like, well, actually, I do. <laughs> and that was how I got my foot in the door. And not only did I get my foot in the door there, um, but I met a junior executive uh, at that company who uh, is now one of the principal producers at Hybrid. And so that's how the whole thing connects back to that one internship, that one you know, thing that just started a, a whole chain of events that led to where I'm sitting right now. So I guess the book worked. The book worked. <laughs> yeah, it was effective. Book. That's good. That's really good. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. 
Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. So you've done a lot of thrillers Mm -hmm. versus Christmas movies. And I'm just curious, which one is harder, doing the thrillers or the Christmas movies? Um, you know, I, I think they both have their challenges. I'd like to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to balance it out if I'm doing something that's like, you know, really, really funny or romantic and it's kind of fun and refreshing to do something that's a little scary or, or intense or vice versa. You know, you, you, you're doing a thriller or a horror film, you know, and then it's just, you know, after a while, it's kind of like drags you down. I hate to do something light and funny, you know. But I really try to, to to go back and forth. So, so for example, the first one I directed this year, um, uh, we're still finishing it up, but it was very much uh, a, a horror thriller film. Um, and then uh, immediately, the first film I directed after that was, um, you know, this, this really, you know, wacky kind of Christmas uh, 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 whodunit. So um, it kind of, you know, you kind of mix and match a little mm-hmm. bit you know well, when we met i was producing um uh the gary petito story at the time in utah and um you know when i got back to la i couldn't wait to do something lighthearted and fun you know it's just yeah. which was uh, turned out to be the, the case of the country diamond um because it was it's so much so much fun and 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 uh, you know funny and just you know but it, it, even going back to my, my first one of my first student films I ever did was a Christmas film. Oh, so really? I feel like I feel like Christmas has just sort of always sort of been there, not necessarily intentionally, but uh, it's always a holiday I enjoyed. And little did I know I was heading Christmas myself uh, back <laughs> in '96, I guess it would have been when I made that film. Um, that uh, I did a Santa Claus movie in Oh, was, really? Yeah. Yeah, who knew that this was going to be I had no such idea. a thing? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that you did like a Christmas tornado movie. I did. That I sounded pretty fun to me. It was. And, and it's funny. It was like, we, we put a Sharknado before there was a Sharknado. It was like the idea. I mean, because the, the movie is the Nazi culture. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it, it, it's not a comedy. You know, right. it does it with a straight face, but I mean, come on, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas <laughs> tornado movie. So yeah, so I mean, it was a great cast. They cast Van Dien in that one, Julia Pratt. Uh, we had a, a wonderful young actress uh, that we found. It was one of her very first films she'd ever done, and she's gone on to a wonderful career. Uh, Haley Lee Richardson. Um, and oh and, yeah, uh, literally, I think she, you know, we were her one of her first, if not first, dramatic roles. That she did. Um, she had just moved out to literally, I think, like you know, within that last month uh, from from I believe Arizona, and, and uh, we put her in this movie. And she was phenomenal. But uh, no, it was you know definitely you know it it it's it schlocky and it knows it. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun to mix in nasty genres, and, and we're doing that this year. I did it with two other movies, where one is a Christmas who done it, so taking the Abbott Christie model and the Knives Out, making that a Christmas movie, and then another one that I did, which was uh, a sort of uh, mistaken identity caper, almost like a Pink Panther kind of uh, thing, but set a Christmas. So I'm, I'm, I love, I love mixing and matching genres, not always doing the same kind of um, yeah. So you uh, produced 12 projects in 2021. And how do you balance so many, doing so many? Um, I, you know, you have to kind of, um, you kind of have to, to, to uh, keep them, you know, sort of draw little like um, partitions in your, your brain. So, you know, I, I, I have three hats that, that I wear and I try to keep them separate. You know, um, there's my writing hat, which is first and foremost what I've always done. So that sort of is like my main focus. I'm just really good at like when I'm focused on a script, I'm only focused on that script and and until it's finished. And then and then you know, then I, I'm even if it's something I know I'm going to direct or I'm not directing, I don't let the director in. You know, it's just writing. The director will figure out how to do it later. But um, I really try not to think as a, writer, as a director or producer when I'm writing. Then when I'm directing, you know, I, I treat the script, whether it was mine or someone else's, you know, as, as just, you know, a, 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 a blueprint. But I try not to get too precious about anything because now I'm just looking at it as a director. And then as a producer, um, you know, that's sort of what I look at. Uh, what I do, you know, my day to day here at Hybrid, and and helping to to keep the company going, is um, just creating a pipeline of development stuff, working with writers, working with, uh, and and again, that's sort of built out of what I started doing, you know, from that internship, working my way up to development assistant, you know, eventually I became a junior development executive. Um, with a couple of producers, I was at Artisan for a while in Lionsgate. Um, you know, I was I I, I was a producer. I had to deal with her. You know, so I've been doing development work for for almost my entire career. So that's like a separate part mm-hmm. of my uh, skill set um, that I keep separate from the writing and the directing. So it, it really depends on you know what I'm doing at that moment and which which hat I. I yeah, I try never to have more than one hat on. Well, you've done a bunch of movies in Utah, where I'm from, and uh, and so that's uh, fun to have you here. And uh, you've you've obviously made some uh, in other places, but I'm curious, what do you think makes the best fake New York, Utah, Vancouver, <laughs> or some other place? I'll tell you, uh, probably the best that I've done, and I only did one movie there, probably the closest that I found was um, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Um, And and I'll tell you because, you know, it it was a similar age city. The buildings are very similar. The architecture is very similar. The streets are very similar. So uh, to me, that was probably the best physical match. The easiest for me is by far Salt Lake City. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I really love shooting there. I, I, I love the people. I think, you know, they're very accommodating. I think the downtown is big enough to give it some scope, but not so big that it becomes unwieldy. Um, you know, it's still very production friendly. 
So, um, you know, to that respect, I would say that. But if you look at my movie, um, Broadcasting Christmas, which was a Hallmark film uh, a number of years ago, I feel like that version of New York, just we did in Connecticut, is probably visually the closest. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, Vancouver, the problem went into Vancouver is that really abundance of mountains that you have to be careful of. It, 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 to me, Vancouver has a very specific look. Yeah. Um, a lot of glass. It, 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 the buildings are very, you know, they're very unique in that way. And and to me, there's a there's a visual quality for the minute I see it on screen, I know ah, Vancouver. You know, yeah, and New York just doesn't have those kind of buildings in it, and and I I've got to think probably because a lot of them are so new that it doesn't have the age quality that you know um, uh, you know Connecticut or even like you know downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean uh, I've done that. I've doubled that to the city as well, and and that worked, but it's just it's harder and harder to shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've had Marie Osmond, speaking of Utah royalty, you've had her in two of your movies. Love me. Love yeah, me. that must have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's fantastic. We still text now and then. Um, you know, we're always keeping in touch. And, and um, no, I, I, I just, she's just such a lovely person. And, mm -hmm. and I'm yeah. glad I got to see a show uh, that she and her uh, brother had in, in Vegas before they closed. And, um, that was just a, an absolute delight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so you have this season, you have a cozy Christmas Inn mm -hmm. as one of the several. Uh, and I'm very curious about this movie. We want to talk about it because, yeah. uh, so tell us about the history of this movie because it was originally Christmas Under Wraps too, correct? Yeah. So it was produced, yeah, it, it was produced as a, um, uh, a sequel to Christmas Under Wraps and or I should say a, a continuation of what I call the Garland saga. I don't know if it's like, I would call it a, a true sequel, but it, it continues the, the Garland story. Was it originally planned to be with Candace and then things didn't work well, out or? In Bellman process, we did reach out, but uh, as you know, she has now gone on to GAC and has a, a very lucrative deal there. So it's just what's gonna work out, but um, you know, so at that point, we just said, you know what, let's let's sort of do our, like, you know, one of these uh, reboot sequels, you know, that that are all the rage right now. It, it's accessible that if you've never seen the original, you've heard of the original, you're not going to feel like that. You know, it, it, it yeah. sticks on its own, its own, uh, its own film. Um, but it does take us back to Garland, and there are definitely familiar faces and some new ones uh, mm -hmm. as well. And we intentionally set it up in a way that we were following a new protagonist into the story so that, you know, even if you were going into Garland for the first time, so is this character. So you weren't going to feel like, oh, well, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. You know, as she's meeting everyone for the first time, we're meeting everyone. We could also be meeting everyone. Because it has the same writer, right? correct? Yeah as a Christmas in a Raps, are they going to acknowledge Candace's character or? Yeah, we do. We, okay. we, we acknowledge it. It was important to stand off, you know, stand on our own. So, it, it, you know, there's definitely references to, to the character and, and sort of catching us up with what's been going on 
but uh, that's as far as so how did you end up getting Jody Sweeten involved? Uh, was there, she nervous at all about kind of no. doing the sequel to Candace's movie? You know, I thought, I thought it might've been a bigger thing and it just never really came up to be honest with you. I, I, when, when, when the idea came up, I thought, oh, okay, that's, 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 that's definitely an interesting way to go. And then she, she signed on to do it and liked the project. And I was like, great. And excited to work with her. And she turned out to be absolutely lovely. And, and we've become friends. She, she is, is absolutely befuddled by the fact that I've never seen the black crystal, the dark crystal. And I still haven't. And I'm sorry, Jody. Uh, I will get to it. I promise. Um, even I've seen those. <laughs> Like, you know, even when I went to the uh, went to the film academy museum and they have the uh, puppets from the Dark Crystal there, and I took pictures and sent it to it. I said, "I'm, I'm this is the closest I've gotten." But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I bought the movie. I have it, uh, uh, maybe even in 4K. But I, I and I will watch it. I promise. <laughs> um, but uh, I know she's just a wonderful person, and it was such an interesting shoot because we were shooting one. I mean, the, the pandemic is still, you know, still a, a, a somewhat of a factor in, in production. So we were kind of, um, we all stayed, worked and stayed in in one place. And that was sort of by design, just for safety purposes. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of the production designed around those parameters. So in a way, it was like we all went to camp for, for you know, a month. And we were all there. We worked there, we lived there, we ate there. Every, you know, all the meals were provided for us because they didn't want anyone going out and, and getting sick or anything. So it really was, and it was in the middle of winter and it was really Christmas time. So it was like, it was like having a, 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 a Christmas camp, mm-hmm. um, Christmas filmmaking camp. It was, that was very interesting and, and, mm. and fun. Yes. So this was filmed in Utah last uh, yeah. winter? This so last winter? We filmed in Utah last September. It was filmed in Huntsville, Utah. For people that aren't familiar with the area, um, Huntsville is uh, uh, probably, I would say, maybe an hour uh, northeast of Salt Lake City. Uh, it's a small town. It, it, it's, got, it's got some skiing, whatever, but primary, I guess it's primarily like ski destination for um, some of the ski mountains up there. But uh, it, it really is a tiny town, and it's the kind of place where you, you know, they, they we went in and we literally took over the entire hotel, and everybody in the hotel was either passed or through, and and we had every room filled. And as a matter of fact, the room in the movie that she checked into was the room was my room. So for oh fun <laughs> for a week, I slept in the set. <laughs> and I was sure that I made the bed in the morning because they were all coming to shoot in my room. And so I, I was literally living in the room while it was all decorated for the film. That's funny. Um, yeah. And and so I'd have to like put my personal stuff away every morning uh, uh, because they were, you know, they were going to be showing up to, to shoot. And I had to put all the art directors back. He's Johnny. And he's Darren. Do you like movies? Do you like your childhood? Do you like movies from your childhood? Do you like podcasts about movies from your childhood? If you answered yes to one or all those questions, then you might enjoy Nostalgia Cast. It's a podcast about movies from your childhood. So if you're nostalgic for nostalgia, then you might like Nostalgia Cast. See if that's the name of our podcast, Nostalgia Cast. Yeah, I, I think they got that. Should we sign off? Let's do it. I'm Johnny. And he's Darren. And, and this, this is, is Nostalgia Cast. 
I win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was that kind of shoot, you know. And it was interesting because it was really cold and it was really snowing. And and we got, you know, we, we did get a snowstorm about halfway through the shoot. So the snow that you see in the movie is real. Uh, uh, the first time I've had real snow in one of these Christmas movies, not fake. You know, as luck would have it, the day that we were all supposed to get back in the car and drive back to L.A., uh, with a blizzard. We'd, I remember we, we wrapped, we'd all went to dinner across the street at this lovely barbecue place and just, you know, had a great time and then stepped right back out on the sidewalk. Five feet, five, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, in the morning, we woke up, had to dig out the car <laughs> and drive back to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I remember that last, uh, last December. I remember that yeah. blizzard. Yeah, I've never seen someone truck facing the wrong way. And it lasted. I mean, that, that snow was, was pretty much almost all the way to St. George, I would say. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, a lot. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess if you're trying to do Utah as Alaska, that's a, uh, a, good, uh, a good time to go to it film. And we, I remember one morning we, we woke up and I looked out the window and I saw I saw it was snowing. And I quickly called my assistant director and I said, I don't care what we scheduled for today, we're gonna to shoot the exterior right now. Get everyone mm-hmm. get the camera, get the new script pages out, we're gonna go shoot right now. And mm-hmm. we did. And we shot in we shot in an uh, actual snowfall. Um, just because you know, I wanted to take advantage of of, of what Utah had to offer. And, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to waste an opportunity to see some more Christmas magic. So, is David O'Donnell is his character the same character from yeah. Christmas Under Wraps? David O'Donnell back. We have uh, uh, Brian Boyd Murray back. Uh-huh. Uh, we brought the mom back. We brought Hattie back. Hattie Diner, uh, and then we've introduced some some new characters. I mean, one of the exciting things about this, and, and one of the reasons why it was important to me to have Jennifer uh, working on the script. Because I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to meet new characters. I wanted to expand uh, Carlin's a little bit. So we get to meet the guy that runs the local, you know, newspaper. We get to, you know, we get to meet um, the local shopkeeper. And there's new characters that join our family. We meet the mayor of Carlin. Um, so we, we, we're, we're slowly, like, expanding the world of, of Garland. Uh, and, and expanding our extended family. Yeah. So that's must have been fun to have Vivica Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Have you worked with her before? Uh, as a producer, yes. Part time directing her, but it's it's great. We we have a franchise of films that we do together for a uh, lifetime. Um, a couple a couple different ones. We have we have the uh, the, the what we refer to as the wrong family. The Jones, mm-hmm. the Jones, uh, which she's an integral part of, and then we also have the wrong song. And uh, uh, you know, it's sort of become a running gag that, that that she's in all of them, and at some point in the film, she will use the title in her dialogue. You mess with the wrong boyfriend, <laughs> the wrong, you know. Yeah, you do have a lot of those. I didn't realize there were so many. You have yeah, it, 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 because they're you know they're 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 very popular mm-hmm. and and you know they are their own social pleasure. Yeah, and, and Vivica is not only in those, she also helps produce them. So um, you know, it's 
always uh, a pleasure working with her. And then as a director, uh, it was a thrill because, uh, you know, going, going to film school, um, you know, uh, uh, in the 90s, uh, Independence Day had just come out. So that was, I saw that multiple times. Um, you know, so Bill was a, was a, a lot of fun. Um, so these were people films that were definitely influential on me. And then to get a chance to work with someone like that, it's always great to get to work with the people that you grew up with, for sure. Yeah, and those wrong movies have been going since 2016. I did not realize that they were, that the the franchise was so prolific and had been going for yeah for it, that long. I would say the first one was the wrong sign, which Jessica was not in, and Jeff and I did that one up in Canada, and I wrote it, and I wanted to know it was the first one. And then we just decided to just kind of keep it going, and yeah. um, and and there, you know, there, there's a sort of, you know, it's a franchise and name only, no characters that that come back, but we use a lot of the same. Yeah. We have kind of like a one of the, one of the, the beauty of doing so many films is we sort of develop a repertoire of actors, so we use a lot of the same people, and so the films start to take on kind of almost a repertory theater quality. It's like, you know, in one film. Uh, you know, we have, uh, for example, um, you know, Jessica Morris, who does a lot of films with us, you know, she might be the, the protagonist, and in the next film, she might be the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, it, it, we've created our sort of repertory company of, 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 of players, which is uh, also a lot, of, a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes they work into the Christmas movies as well. So the Christmas movie I just did had two actors in it, um, uh, John Stoddard and Whitney Underwood. We were both done uh, thrillers, but, and here I was putting them in a Christmas caper, and and they found they're both very funny, but they don't get an opportunity to be funny when we're doing you know these these thrillers for sure. <laughs> the the Christmas capers it looks like there's two: the Search for Santa and the Case for the Christmas okay, Diamond. I, I directed the case the case for the I produced all the four of them. There's four there's four I have them. Uh, I directed uh, the case of the Christmas Diamond and um, Christmas Sense and Papa. Um, well, are we going to get those next year, you think, or will they get picked up? So, Christmas Diamond comes in uh, late November and Sense and Papa is in December. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Yeah, look forward to. And, they're, and they're, they're a lot of fun. We've got Tom Arnold and the Golden Popper, and then we've got, um, uh, we've got William Baldwin. Uh, diamond and, and like I said, it was an opportunity to do the sort of advocacy knives out. Uh, uh, done it we've never gotten to do, and I mm-hmm. love the genre. Uh, and then blend it with Christmas, which is you know one of my obviously favorite genres. So a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So h- how many projects do you have coming out this holiday season? So you've got. Um, so as a producer, uh, quite a few days. There's, there's, um, there's, there's four. There's and then there's another one on, on, on Lifetime, which is, again, a, a mix. Probably got to get that now and then. It's a, um, a Christmas thriller. So so you ended up working with uh, this new service for Amazon, the freebie. Yeah. With Love Accidentally. You have it behind you, the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I gave it a positive, fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, 
but I love Aaron O'Connell and Brenda's song. Um, uh, so I I thought it was a fun, cute rom com. Uh, and uh, so what was the story behind that one? Uh, that was done independently. Uh, and then and then um, uh, Freebie acquired it and then made it their their first uh original film. Um, mm. they just launched. It was so so long in the making that you know I didn't even you know that they were rebranding as as crazy at at the time. Um, so that was that was kind of interesting. That was um, you know I I found that out because I have an Amazon television day. I saw this notice pop up on my television advertising this thing called Freezy, and I didn't know what it was. I thought, oh okay, I I see now. Yeah. But um uh. Uh, but it was it was it was great. That was I mean that was done right right in the peak of pan, in the pandemic. That was mm. really, that was a, a, a you know a really interesting shoot because we had to keep it so small and contained because because I mean that was really when everyone was, was really at peak. Uh, uh, yeah. Protocols and you know everything masks and all kinds of stuff. But it was. Um, you know, so we, we were like, well, what kind of movie can we do given all these parameters? We can't really do these big set pieces and Christmas parties and that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, you know, we, we kept going back to what was always one of my favorite romantic comedies, You've Got Mail. And it was like, how do we update that idea for, mm-hmm. you know, for this, you know cause it, it, it's funny, I don't think of You've Got Mail as being an old movie, but it is. Yeah. And, and uh, you watch it now and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the tech. Come away. 1999. Um, yeah, and I don't think I mean I don't think of it as being an older film, but it is. And so, um, you know, how do we create kind of a, a younger take on that? And um, we had a relationship with with both Linda and Aaron going back from from previous films, and we just had the idea of like, what if we just you know got these two wonderful actors together and did this really fun. You know, romantic comedy. Um, you know, in 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 the, in the middle of of a, of a of a pandemic, and it was kind of a cathartic for us because, you know, I mean, the world was kind of on the edge of their seats, and we didn't know what was going to happen and everything. And it was kind of great to have this experience of doing something fun and light, you know. And it kind of just gave us an escape every day to go to work and do something, and you know, it was sort of the antithesis of the life we were experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and we shot it here in LA for so you know, very little travel and, and um in fact most of the locations were probably no more than ten or fifteen minutes from my house. So you know it was just a really chill uh, shoot. That sounds uh, that sounds fun. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies March store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. 
There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. We have some... Uh, we have some, we always end with some like silly questions, and we're giving you the holiday version mm-hmm. of the questions. So I'm all for it. Get ready for a cozy Christmas in. <laughs> okay, first one is: What is your favorite holiday drink? My favorite holiday drink has got to be uh, a wassail, mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, it was made. It was like an old family uh, recipe that was in a crock pot. And um, it was like, uh, I remember, I haven't had it in so long. We haven't had, you know, we, we kind of stopped having these big family get togethers a couple yeah. years ago. You know? um, but I want to say it was like, it was like uh, cinnamon sticks and uh, cranberry juice and maybe apple juice and some other juices that I'm not remembering. <laughs> Um, but it was always that uh, served warm and it was, yeah, that was that good. a highlight. Of, uh, I've never been really much of an eggnog. Yeah. Or hot I, cocoa. I, I kind of appreciate it more, but uh, uh, it, it's definitely an inspired taste. For me. Yeah. So what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, I'm a big pie guy. Oh. Okay. I love I love pies. Too story. I remember one year I went I went to visit my parents in Florida. They moved there after I, I left uh, for LA, and there was no pie. I was like, how can you have Christmas and there's no pie? <laughs> and Christmas Day in the middle of Central Florida, it's not exactly you know you can't. There's no 24-hour market. So you're going to run down and get a pie. Everything was closed, but local Waffle House was open, and they had pie. And so I went to the local Waffle House and got pie and got it home. Uh, so, so Peter could have his Christmas pie. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Uh, okay, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, I am a big traditionalist. I'm gonna go with uh, Jingle Bells with Becca Hall. Very good, very good. Okay, what well, what is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Um. Well, it depends on how old we're going here. <laughs> um, you know, I, for, for me, the Christmas movies I watched a lot growing up were, um, uh, I mean, the, 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 the Christmas Carol that I always, the, Christmas, the version of the Christmas Carol that I always stuck in my head when I was a little kid was the one with George C. Scott. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was sort of, I think, the first one I, and that, and then Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, that one's great. Say, I saw that in the theater with the rest of rescuers when i was a kid and i always loved it um and then if you start to get you know get older uh you know the the the, the more you know recent um christmas classic christmas story the big one yeah Aged. yeah it's a great one those are good ones okay which you like better scrooge or the grinch scrooge. okay uh which you like better clear lights or colored Clear. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Build a snowman. Okay. Do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? I am a terrible gift wrapper. <laughs> yeah. No, immediately the gift is for me because it looks like, <laughs> it looks like it was 
trapped by by somebody who was blindfolded and uh, using their feet. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> horrible, horrible job at it. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I do, um, uh, and uh, it's 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 got uh, it's basically uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, Star Wars okay. sweater. <laughs> so it has all of the uh, the, the snow walkers and and stuff on it. It's, it's great. Very good. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. There we go. <laughs> so thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to the new movie. And it's fun to hear kind of the backstory on this one because we were we were very curious when we did our preview. We were like, you can't just sub out Tanner siblings. Like <laughs> No, and, and again, we're not trying to, you know, and 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 that's why I think I think you know when you see the film, you'll see the yeah. time it's 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 I want it to be its own thing. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And are you on social media or anything like that you want to share? Uh, I am. Um, I'm on t- uh, Twitter at uh, P. Sullivan, um, uh, director, and um, and then uh, Instagram as, as well. Um, P. L. Sullivan, something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm not really good at, at, at verbalizing them, but, but I am on uh, yeah we'll put that all in the description so people right. can follow you on twitter and your submit your too. projects and uh so thanks again for coming and uh next time you're in utah we'll have to go to we'll lunch do. again we'll go to, go to get some more chowder right. yes that'll be good <laughs> well i hope you have a very merry christmas like to thank Peter for coming on the podcast. I always love talking with directors and producers. I think it's really interesting. And so I hope y'all enjoyed that. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomato. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. Five stars. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. Uh, We also have our voicemail greeting giveaway that's happening with the Patreon, uh, where you can have Nikki DeLoach, Ashley Williams, Aaron Cahill, and Jen or Jen Lilly read your voicemail greeting. Uh, So join the Patreon and every dollar that you donate to the Patreon or on our Ko-Fi uh, you get entered to win the voicemail giveaway. So definitely don't want to miss out on that. Uh, but our Patreon is really fun. Uh, you'll love it. So please take a look at that. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun, festive designs. So please take a look at that. And, uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.